Welcome to Wholeness, a podcast for women. Explore and connect with your feminine body and discover your wholeness through simple embodied practices and open conversations. With women's yoga therapist, Kate Payne, and women's physiotherapist, Taryn Gordon. Welcome. In this wisdom offering, Kate and I are sharing about cycles and seasons and how this relates to the woman and the woman's body. And the way we sort of see this is that there's these overarching big transition phases that we as women move through in our life. Some of us will move through all of them and some of us will move through some of the actual physical changes such as pregnancy and birth. But across the life cycle, we will have these beautiful experiences that act as our teachers. Um, And so with these big overarching changes, there's also this more subtle internal rhythm that is always cycling uh, within us. And so we're going to speak to perhaps a little bit more detail around the overarching bigger transition phases and we offer uh, some journal prompts within to actually for you to explore and understand that for yourself. Alongside of that, we'll talk just briefly now about those more subtle changes, but also the internal and the external uh, experiences that we have that can affect how we feel in our body. So remembering that the external experiences exist, but we, of course, can choose how we respond to them. So when I talk about external experiences, uh, it's relationships, it's uh, the environment that we're living in, it could be our our work and our business, all of those things that sort of uh, interrelation uh, with us and somebody else. And then at the same time of that, the environment where in which we live. So the the four seasons that we move through, the different changes in the lunar cycle, the astrological changes that exist, and all of these things can impact on how we feel and how we choose to respond to um, our world. And then the more internal subtle rhythm uh, really with our you know, sleep cycles, the menstrual cycle, it will be dependent on the food that we're nourishing our body with, um, the movement that we're doing in our body as well and it comes from that more internal rhythm. But what Kate is going to speak to now is more of the overarching, those bigger transition phases uh, and some yogic philosophy around how women move through these phases. So share your wisdom with us, beauty. (laughs) My wisdom, the wisdom that (laughs) flows through me and passed down from many, many um, wonderful teachers. 
like you said, as women, we are in this constant state of transition. And in yoga, we call these pivotal transitions or these moments in time, like what you were describing, uh, menstruation, pregnancy, if you choose to have children, birth, uh, menopause. Um, we call these in yoga uh, the female cities. And city is a reference to a state of consciousness or a state of being that we move into and we stay with for a period of time and then we move out of and into and cross over into the next transition of our life as a woman. So when we think about these cities or these states of consciousness, most uh, the one that features most predominantly is intuition. So this idea of this felt sense of knowing, of deep understanding and inner wisdom that we are able to access as we move through these transitions. And so... For females, for women who menstruate, that first period mm -hmm. is that initial kind of big bang moment to be celebrated from the yogic perspective, to be celebrated as this transition into this access to great wisdom and great uh intuition and to be able to be in direct dialogue with the inner teacher and to really be able to see everything happening in nature, everything outside of oneself as a direct reflection or a mirror to what is happening internally within us. So that is the Maha City, the Maha City, Maha meaning great, City being intuition. And then I'll just quickly go through the different uh, stages or transitions um, that are mentioned specifically through the womb yoga lineage and practice, which forms part of the Hatha or the Tantric uh, tradition. So the first one I mentioned already being menstruation. And in the yogic perspective, we really follow, uh, follow that in the same way that we would align ourselves with the lunar cycle. So it's really similar. And I know you're going to talk a little bit about that as well. The second one is sexuality or the freeing of the Shakti. So the Shakti being the feminine energy once we start to become it's not just in reference to sexual activity but it's also in relation to our relationship with our own femininity our own sensuality it doesn't just it's not just in the form of love making but that certainly is mm -hmm. part of it as well and that freeing of shakti and that uh that free flow of that feminine divine energy flowing through us in us around us that is from that moment in time really from that first period all the way through until death mm -hmm. so it's that 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 city is an entire life of, of work and practice and relationship and experiences. Um, then we move through this idea of manifesting the Shakti, so being able to learn how to, uh, in a way, control the Shakti, so to be able to access 
access deeper states of stillness and ease, um, flow, to be able to spend more time in what we would define in the West as that flow state, to be able to really hone in and channel our creative energy. Then the next one is the nourishing of the golden womb. And this is obviously for women who choose to have children. It's, um, it's that, that stage of pregnancy, uh, birth, conception and fertility, your journey through that whole period, um, breastfeeding and lactation. Uh, if you choose, if you choose to do that, the postnatal period, and then that idea of, um, mothering being an entire lifetime of sadhana then again from the moment you've had your child through to the the time of your death you are the mother and so there is this there is this ongoing daily sadhana practice um and this, it's also important to mention that this also, these phases, this nourishing of the golden womb, thanksgiving and healing that we refer to through the postnatal and lactation period and that ongoing sadhana also refers to pregnancy loss. So miscarriage, um, stillbirth, and also loss of a child once they are earthside. So it does encompass all of that. It's all inclusive. Um, and that whole part of, uh, of that female city and the intuition that you would experience through that period of time would be all encompassing. Then, of course, as we move into later years, we move into perimenopause. Um, so those, we call that the stepping into the unknown where we get to that point in time where we're really not sure if that is going to be our last period. Is that mm-hmm. is going to be the last time we bleed? Is that, and then there's that shift between, between being able to work with the inner cycle, the internal cycle, as you mentioned, to having to look more externally to the cycles of nature to fuel that intuition and that inner that connection to that inner wisdom then of course we move into full menopause when that that moment in time where we have our our final period and that is about embracing our own individual and personal power and then moving beyond that into post menopause is where we move into from a yogic perspective into our place as the wise woman mm-hmm. um, as the almost I like to look at it almost as the sage who has had really an entire lifetime of access to these female cities and these transitions and this ebb and flow and this great intuition that then she is able to share and gift and pass on to other women as well and so there are many practices and ways of being throughout that entire life cycle of being a woman and uh, specific practices. If that's something that you're interested in delving deeper into, there are specific practices that are designed to amplify that connection with intuition and with that inner wisdom. And we're not going to necessarily explore those today, but that is something for further exploration if, um, if you are interested in learning more about that. So 
what we want to talk more specifically to now is the these internal shifts and what our body is teaching us in this moment and of course what we have to learn and what our body is teaching us is going to be very unique and individual to each and every woman but there will be some themes and some areas for contemplation uh, where we can explore what has been our relationship with these different transition phases and then also consider how would we like them to feel and be for us and how we can embrace this learning opportunity. I feel like for women... um, what we haven't learnt in perhaps a previous phase or through, like you said, this is a lifetime of learning, we will um, in some way, our body will teach us, our cycles will teach us, our transition will teach us. Uh, And the more open we are to receiving that wisdom, not necessarily the quicker we'll move through it, but the perhaps more ease we'll feel and the more um, embodied experience Experience that we will feel um, as well. So, the first one, as Kate mentioned, being menarche and the the first period, and this huge change of hormones that uh, occurs within our body. And I think with the uh, journal prompts that are. Um, attached with this video there is a beautiful opportunity there for reflection as to how do you relate to your menstrual cycle what was your introduction to your menstrual cycle like Uh, how is your menstrual health and all sorts of questions around that and I think for for me and my personal experience, because that's what's easiest to um, to talk to for me, is certainly that beautiful recognition that you were talking about, Kate, of all that exists within you and happening within you and how that is reflected in the outside world and in, in nature and in our environment. And... I think one of the biggest challenges that women have moving through the menstrual cycle is to be with those phases that require more rest, more self-nurturing, more time to go inwardly. And alongside of that, also recognising that your cycle and how it looks and feels to you is going to be absolutely unique to you and so whilst there are many offerings and teachings around the different phases in the moon um, in the menstrual cycle and what that looks like and how that feels knowing that as you tune internally into your own body that you cannot get it wrong and how you feel is how you feel and responding rather than wronging the body so that's the the big teacher I sense uh, is how can I respond to my body rather than trying to dull it trying to manipulate it to be something else and when we start to learn to work with our body in that natural rhythm 
rhythm, we start to have a world open up to us of, oh, this is what working with my rhythm actually feels like. Um, so would you like to add anything into, I guess, that that reflection there of menstrual cycle before we move into conception and pregnancy? Nothing to add, just uh, just to reiterate that we have those journal prompts available and that there's so much depth within those of really uncovering stories that we've created around these transitions in our lives so that we really are able to sit with how we truly feel about those transitions rather than what almost what we think so rather than intellectualizing it mm-hmm. we're really able to drop into heart space and really feel into the deep response of how we feel about something one of those transitional stages yeah beautiful and I think that's why this um, immersion is so beautiful too is that there are practices that help you tune into that um, inner teacher as well so that you can use these wisdom offerings alongside the journal prompts perhaps after a practice where you're really connected to your body and then pull out the journal and choose a couple of questions to reflect upon and see okay what is my body's response to these questions um, and learn from that um, inner teacher which is the your your most profound beautiful uh, teacher that exists so then we move um, into you know those stages of uh, fertility conception pregnancy and these changes um, and I can speak to it from a very embodied experience (laughs) right now is that a um your, your body is going through huge shifts in, and changes in a, a very short period of time. And how I sense pregnancy and, and birth and postnatally as well is that it will show us everything about our relationship with our body. It will show us the patterns that we have, the discomforts. It will highlight those discomforts uh, so extraordinary ordinarily you know the it and we talk from a simple perspective but um you know the body is changing shape the body is changing how it looks and how it feels and all of the things and hormonally there's so there's big changes um and this can feel quite confronting it can feel very uncomfortable it can feel very inconvenient and it's not wrong to have those sensations of course but this does offer also a beautiful opportunity of reflection of why do I have this sense of inconvenience when my body changes and what does that mean for my body and my relationship with my body Uh, so there's this beautiful learning opportunity that exists there and then on a more um, I guess spiritual level if you want to refer it to it like that uh, I really sense this deepening connection with the uh, mind and body towards womb space of course as we sense baby within the womb and the movement and the kicking um, the stretching and the changes 
but also at this uh, more um, soulful level, spiritual level, can really sense the the crossing over of a soul from all that is and consciousness to a more physical world. And this is a really beautiful opportunity to really sense how that wisdom is passed to us and passed through us and sensing this womb space and this opening of what I call this pelvic portal where we uh, can actually physically on a physical level sense this very um, powerful yet more energetic or spiritual shift that's happening Um, and that can act as a really like a mind-blowing powerful teacher mm-hmm. and um and then it just shows like the actual magnitude of what our body um is capable of and the interconnectedness of all things um and so I feel like too then when as we move from pregnancy to birth and no matter how you give birth, whether it's vaginally, whether it's through C-section and how no matter how um, long your pregnancy is and whether you birth um, a child that then moves earth side and is, you know, um, your child that stays with you physically, for a period of time or whether that is a a soul that just moves and passes through you and then moves you know to a different realm being in the physical realm for a very short period of time that this opens a new you know a gateway to um, wisdom and offering of teaching and then a new place of contemplation and reflection and opportunity for learning um, from our body as the teacher is birth and what did our birth teach us and you know that actual phase of birth itself and what was there for us and then from that we move into this postpartum period where again and particularly in my personal experience this is the biggest teacher that I have ever had is the postpartum experience and the relationship and the connection with the body and moving through that in a way that offers an honouring of what your body needs in a nurturing and nourishing way, in a way that we cannot speed up, in a way that we cannot skip, in a way that is going to show us even more and more about our relationship with ourself and teach us more and more too how to access this intuition, this body wisdom and really the opportunity exists, like I've said, through the acceptance and the being with of that phase yes so from personal experience we well i know that you cannot skip this phase you cannot move to say 12 months postpartum where your body feels normal and uh miss that opportunity of learning and from my um experience it was the more I tried to um push 
and be something different to what I was or where I was at and make my body feel in a way that it didn't, uh, the more disconnected I felt, the more discomfort I felt, the more separate I felt from my body, which to me was a way that my body was calling me back and back and reeling me in and saying, you have an opportunity to learn from here. There is just, this is a powerful experience. If you let yourself be with it and that's the the acceptance of that and once you are then in it and with it the again that world opens up to you where your your that discomfort and the dis-ease and the um you know discontent through the body actually starts to just dissipate and begins to show you actually again like I say the magnitude and the magnificence and the power of your body so I'll just ask if there's anything that you want to add to that or say about that. It's this deep allowing isn't it uh-huh. it's this just deep, deep sense of surrender and allowing for whatever is unfolding to unfold without this this need to grip on and control and try to mold and and more just allow the experience to unfold and be that witness and sit in that reflective mode more often so to use these practices of journaling and and yoga and breath work and body connection and embodiment to allow that to unfold with ease with as much ease as as possible Mm -hmm. i love that you say that because yes absolutely the more mind focused you are and the more you try and logically move through it um the the harder it is and you 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 know you would could wish your life away trying to control your circumstances Mm -hmm. and then it's that like you said that deep acceptance and then that is that where that state of true flow Mm -hmm. where you move through all parts of the um you know the emotional landscape and what's there for you uh actually starts to feel like an embodied experience and it's like a big sigh of relief like okay this is home and that's um what many women say was like this is this feels like home and this is what I've been seeking and trying to find Um, but I was not finding it on a logical thought-based sense it's Mm -hmm. through a practice Mm -hmm. way of being and so then we're in motherhood whilst we're moving through this postnatal phase and I sense what motherhood then teaches us as well is we're really getting this tender balance of working through what's here physically, emotionally, energetically, spiritually for me and also the little person who I'm caring for and really balancing the inner world 
with the needs of someone who's quite, you know, dependent on you and you're acting as their teacher just as much as they are acting as your teacher. Uh, and so I find this is like the accelerated program of learning where you are not only then learning your own rhythm and your own way, you're trying to balance that alongside the the beautiful human that you're nurturing uh, and it's through how they experience their world and how they see the magnificence and the beauty of you know the very what we would say of the simple things in life but there's nothing also simple because they're totally mind-blowing about them um but yeah, looking through their lens and how do they perceive the world and using that as that beautiful mirrored teacher um, of how then we can see ourselves in the world as well. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's the, the main thing for me then. It becomes like this interplay of energies. Mm, absolutely. It's... The biggest question that I've sat with throughout my entire motherhood journey has been how can women maintain their sense of sovereignty mm -hmm. whilst also being or within the framework of also being a mother? Yes. Because a lot of women will describe losing their identity, feeling like they – uh, none of their needs are being met and so it really that is that opportunity to really attune to what does sovereignty mean to me and how can I claim my sovereignty in a in a different way because we've transitioned into a new phase of life how can I maintain and, and claim my sovereignty while still being able to move through the world as mother and carer and nurturer and partner and, and all of those aspects. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's, I agree that one of the, um, I, I probably didn't have those words for it, um, but have had that same question and that experience of how can I make motherhood not feel separate to other components of my life yes. and for me um, one of the biggest challenges was motherhood and business mm -hmm. uh, and the, the how do those two marry beautifully with my internal values in a way that looks very different to what I had learned from a societal teaching perspective and again like you were talking about those stories that we have of what does it mean to be a working mother or what does a mother and business and how do they go together and what do they look like and so we can use those different aspects of our life even for a lot of women mother and sensuality and sexuality mm. and how we see how have we learned that mother's bodies are like mm. and um there's so much that is there that is not true for us um and that we can then use these practices the journal prompts to really explore well actually what is my truth around this experience so yeah 
Mm-hmm. And so finally then is menopause as another great teacher, a huge phase and almost like that somehow final phase but there's nothing final about it mm-hmm. um, as a teacher where everything and I can't talk from an embodied experience of this I can only talk from what I've um, learnt from other women and listening to other women and know my own stories around menopause and what that looks like and feels like for women yeah. uh, but this teacher that will teach you everything that you have not learnt um, on your pathway yet and whether that's a new lesson to be learnt or whether that's something that you have been moving through for this entire time um, on different levels. And so, um, of course, the, the layers of what we learn are uh, just endless and the capacity of what we can learn um, through these experiences is endless and from my not embodied experience <laughs> of menopause what I find it really interesting to contemplate and reflect on is how have I allowed space for other women who have moved through these phases of their life to actually share and show me uh, what had meaning for them what did it feel like for them what mm. did they learn from that what would have been a safe and sacred space for them to uh, feel um, supported in moving through these phases what was my relationship and my openness with my own mother when mm. she was moving through those phases of her life and how willing am I to see a woman who has moved through all these transitions as the ultimate teacher mm. in the sense that, yes, your, your inner, um, like an embodied experience is the ultimate teacher, mm. but she then has also moved through these phases and she is somebody who has so much to offer us. And I feel like um, it's a you know, a choice that we have, whether we see these women um, as these beautiful teachers with embodied wisdom that we can learn from, or we can see them as, you know, what a, a lot of society would have us, you know, try and believe that they're, you know, I don't really like talking about how society teach, treats or looks at elderly people and women, um, but it's embracing too, um, you know, the, the changes in our bodies and the, the, the more obvious, you know, the graying of the hair, the changing, the wrinkles, the all things that come with developing into this woman and how am I um, moving through that experience and able to embrace that um, more openly. Mm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, there are. There's there's so much. Like like you, obviously, I've not experienced um, or embodied the the process or the transition into menopause as yet. Um, and so can obviously only speak from our experiences to date and of course with other sharing with other women and having other women share with us so I always like you tread 
cautiously with um, with offering any form of uh, wisdom that might come across as this is the way to do it or this is the way that it is, understanding that it's obviously so unique and individual for every woman. But certainly we can see from society, as you say, that the unfortunately the same sorts of choices and uh, available knowledge, information, education, wisdom, sacred circles, etc. throughout really a woman's entire life cycle is on the more limited side. So, you know, we can start right from when you first, when you get your first period, um, most women's experiences of that would be one of um, not really any support. Perhaps mum handed a, a, a pad and said, well, here you go, you know, um, good luck with that kind of thing. And then there's other women, of course, who have had more um, uh expansive experiences in that as well but certainly the women that I've worked with and um and the stories I've heard it seems to be um less that and then of course as we both know and have both experienced choices around uh pregnancy birth uh breastfeeding postnatal periods um again some limited choices around that and then it's the same when we get into that menopause stage and so I think you're right when you say that this is this is really such a, a massive, um, which is the way it's been described by so many women. It's a really huge shift in in a and and not even at the it's not even at the end of life cycle. You know, it's like so like you've got so much more life left to live, but it's such a massive transition. And I think probably. Um, in my understanding, it is probably the one transition that has the least amount of support. I agree, absolutely. Like when we think about all the things that we're opening the world to of, you know, pregnancy and birth and menstruation, all of those are sort of starting to become more talked about mm. topics. Mm. And then menopause uh, is something that is less talked about, very medical model. Mm. Um, and then because it's a pregnancy is a very obvious shift and change mm. in a woman's life, same as birth and same as breastfeeding and motherhood you can see from an outside perspective those changes that are occurring and less so um the the menarche and the menstrual cycle but the the menopause is very much an in, internal experience that is less obvious to the outside world that this woman is moving through that and because it's so not talked about mm. then um the capacity for support then um becomes even more limited and this is mm. the reason for our work is how how can we get the communication the conversations going how can we bring this stuff to the surface and how can we encourage women to connect more to their body and their internal experience and actually consider and contemplate 
how would I like this to look and feel for me? How would I like to be supported in moving through this experience? And what I'm more aware of now through having, you know, worked in the way that I do both on a, you know, working relationship with other women level but also in my own body and my own experience is that I have an awareness now for um, women at this phase in their life uh, and how can we support these women um, and and then receive as as part of you know us giving to them they give back to us as well with their beautiful wisdom um, and knowledge so I think that is you know <laughs> the direction of the world that I would like to see happening um, and certainly this is um, the work that it takes is for us to become connected with our own self to contemplate these phases in our life to use them as the teachers that they are and then so perhaps by the time we're moving through this phase in our life we do uh, be able to uh, communicate more what is an embodied experience actually like Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Wholeness Podcast. We invite you to look at the show notes where you'll find reflective questions and links to practices that accompany this episode. Join our community on Instagram by searching Wholeness Podcast, all one word, and join the Embodied Woman Club, spelt W-O-M-B-A-N, on Clubhouse, where we invite you to share in real-time, multi-dimensional conversations about women's health matters.